Hello and welcome to podcast 38 of Cinemaverse podcast. This is the first podcast that is going to be released on a audio network such as Spotify and all of those. So I thought what better way to start off uh, the audio experience uh, and especially since I'm not going to be re-uploading the previous 37 podcasts that we have done uh, then doing a ranking of all of our main reviewed movies and a few of the tournament winners that I know both me and my co-host for today Nebi have seen now before we get into it Nebi man uh, you're back Hello. we haven't done a podcast in a little bit how you doing uh, first, I want to say thank you for having me. Uh, I know there's going to be new reviewers in this podcast. Uh, I'm doing all right. It's a slow day, but we're going to start moving fast with this podcast. All right. Uh, now, right before, Nebi brought up a really good question that uh, I have thought a good bit about, and I really want to see where he where he lies on this spectrum. Uh, Nebby, what kind of, well, now that we're at home, what kind of movie watcher or even show watcher are you? Uh, are you active, passive? How, how much do you really pay attention to the, uh, to the movies and shows that you watch uh, on a day-to-day basis? You can even, like, I actually have a question. Uh, I want to make sure we can define the, the terms both the same way. So how do you define, you know, passive and active? Now, okay, I'll start off by saying I personally think I'm more of an active movie watcher in that if i'm going to watch a movie or uh this changes or for sure so i'll start off with movies if i'm gonna watch a movie i am going in full focus on the film i never just put on something first i rarely put on something just for it to be kind of in the background uh especially if it's a first time viewing uh so i usually go in as active as possible so I can focus on the movie at hand uh, see you know since I'm a pretty big movie fan that's what this entire podcast is about I try and you know stay active with the story get every beat that I can so I'm not missing out on anything I try and make sure that I'm keeping up with the characters I I'm more active in that sense rather than passive and uh which I if I'm being quite frank I didn't know (laughs) that there were so many passive uh i guess media watchers nowadays where you know but it makes sense you know you get home from a uh from a long day at school or well you get off of zoom from a long day at school and you sit down and you just you just kind of brain is fried so let's just put something on just to, for it to be there and kind of entertain for a little bit and definitely there are movies that entertain there are shows that entertain but i on top of that entertainment, I often go in trying to look for something a bit more uh, tangible that I can take away from the experience. So I try and stay as active as possible throughout. And usually if I'm watching a movie, especially those talking about movies, if I'm watching a movie and I start to get a bit bored, I will often just kind of pause it, you know, go let my mind get a break for a little bit and then see if I come back. And then if I'm still bored, I, that's how I know the movie's not that good. But if usually when I do come back with like, a, 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 like I was watching The Father the other day, 20, a new, new movie that came out is one of the best picture nominees. Now I watched it. I'm not necessarily saying I'm, I was bored, but I watched it right after school in about halfway through about the 50 minute mark. My brain was a bit fried. So... I paused it because I, I, I could feel myself kind of drifting away. So I went out, you know, I went to the bathroom, splashed some water on my face, came back, and then I watched the rest. And uh, I feel that decision made it a much better experience for me. Now, before I get into, like, what I think shows-wise, what, what kind of viewer I am, uh, kind of off of the definition that I've kind of given, oh, I went into some other stuff. What, what kind of, at least movie-wise, let's start off with movies. What kind of movie watcher do you think you are, Nebby? Well, basically, like, I would say I'm active in the terms that, you know, I, I want to get an experience from it, you know, I'm paying attention. I'm not doing mm-hmm. something else while I'm watching the movie. Or, like, mm-hmm. so I n- never do that. Mm-hmm. Well, if I care about the show and movie. But I don't like to think too hard. Like, I just don't want to bother myself. And I, I kind of, I'm saying that in a weird way. It's like, um, I think I told you, like, there was, a, there was a period of my life where I just did not watch movies 
I feel like the, you're, you're saying period in your life as in this was like 30 years ago. This is like last <laughs> summer. <laughs> like, like this, I remember you came back or not came back, but you came to me on like a, a Monday and then you're like, this was the Monday after you watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You're like, they have revived my love for movies. They have revived movies for me. I was like, all right, okay. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't, it was just like, I keep like seeing the movie and like, I'm kind of critiquing it while I'm going along. I'm like, I'm getting bored, I'm getting tired. I'm like, why did they do this? Why did they do that? And then nowadays, it's like, I hate doing that. And my brain kind of automatically does it. So now what I do is I prefer to watch, you know, movies just show that I care about while I'm about to go to sleep, like about 10 p.m. And mm -hmm. that way I'm laying in my bed and I'm watching it. And that's so much more enjoyable than like, I think watching it in the daytime when you're just, you know, your brain's too active. That's, that's, that's interesting because now going into shows and I said you uh, earlier, like first time movie viewing, that's how I usually am like very active trying to get as much as I can. When it comes to both, sh well, if it's the first time watching the show, like right now I'm in the process of watching Breaking Bad, I'm still active. Like I'm trying to, you know, keep my attention on the screen, make sure I'm getting all the plot points so that later on in the show, I'm not, I'm, I'm missing, I'm not missing anything. Or uh, usually when it comes to long running shows uh, like this or like a one piece or uh, even just like simple, maybe like five season, six season shows like community, which I know both me and you love it. I find that it matters to pay attention because there are recurring jokes, recurring plots, recurring, especially with Breaking Bad, recurring characters that if you missed out on earlier, you just don't get the full effect later on. And especially if it's my first time watching, I try and stay back as active as possible. But if it is a rewatch, it depends. Like, I, I like to rewatch stuff. Uh, I am on Letterboxd. Go follow me there. Link will be in the description. But I found they have statistics that show you how much of your stuff is uh, rewatches. I think like 40 to 50%, maybe even like half of my views are rewatches, especially when it comes to movies. Right now, you just saw me. I was rewatching The Departed. And usually when I'm rewatching stuff like that, I either am active and like uh, I'm trying to see, uh, hey, is there anything new I pick up on? But most likely, I'm I have it on the side, and it's, it has half my attention while I'm doing some sort of work with the other half, and that's not exactly what passive means because you know I guess I'm still active in some sense, but I'm not passive in the sense that you know just lay back, turn your mind off, and just have something to play and entertain you. But I do find myself kind of laying back a little bit on the active side if I'm. If I'm rewatching something, even shows rewatching, like especially comedy shows like Community, like that will get like 20% of my attention. It'll still make me laugh, but it, I don't pay as much attention on a regular basis to those. Now, how about you? For shows, is it the same? You just kind of nowadays. You uh, did you ever lose your your hope in shows as you as you kind of did for movies? And is there anything that like revived you in that case, or were you always kind of cool with shows? Um, I was watching animes back then still you know i was watching naruto you know so i guess anime was you know what maybe like shows to be mm -hmm. honest like, i think yeah i know this but like i don't like live action shows anymore but, like, straight up just straight up i just don't like i mean i, 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 I don't do not not, like, understand i, you, I don't think they compare at all to like attack I, I, I can totally i mean i can't speak to the same extent as you uh, because I haven't seen as much anime. I think the only anime I've seen in full is Death Note. I plan on watching Attack on Titan. But I definitely get, like, especially with animation, there's just more, like, quite literally, there's more you can do by drawing stuff with unlimited imagination than uh, than you have with live-action stuff. But, you know, CGI does help out with that nowadays. Yeah, maybe it's also, I, to be honest, I haven't really seen too many live-action shows, you know. <laughs> bro live action sucks i haven't really seen many live action shows if i'm being quite this dude I mean, i've seen um i've seen some really good live action like Sherlock Holmes and um uh you know community yeah, yeah and I there's and yeah i always crazy. have that too where if i'm if i make a statement like that i'm always thinking uh kind of psychoanalytically but i you know i haven't seen as much of this as i have this like um i remember a few months back 
I kind I shared with you like my all time greats list. We were just talking through, and I was showing you my list, uh, and I realized like of those movies that a lot of people consider to be all time greats, I am more keen on putting the ones that I've rewatched the most really high up. And even with the list that we're, the ranking that we're doing today, I, I'm sure now that I'm looking at it, a lot of the ones that I've higher up are the ones that I've rewatched the most. And there's something about that where one, every time you rewatch a movie, you're gaining something out of it every single time. So you just spent more time with this thing. So of course you're going to like it more than you will, than you will with something that you've only seen once. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but then again, you're also more likely to rewatch what you like. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also another part of it. Now, do you have any more comments on the what kind of moviegoer you are? Uh, also, viewers, go ahead. Uh, if you're on YouTube, go ahead, comment down what kind of moviegoer you are. Passive, active, if you have a whole other definition that we didn't even cover, go ahead, let us know. But Nebi, before we mm -hmm. take up too much time, you have anything else before we move on to our rankings? Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, by the way you're defining active and passive, I'd say I'm active, but as in, like, I'm paying attention. We're just, like, I guess brain active, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, that's just happy. Yeah, it's 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 weird because, especially going back to, like, all-time great movies, I know you don't watch them as often as I do, but there's this idea of, like, going into a Godfather, right? You're going in and... For a movie to be all time great, it has to like teach you something to an extent, or at least I I I think that an all time great movie will often teach you something or change you in in some way or allow for you to get deeper insight into some topic. So if you are going to something like that, I don't think you're really allowed to be passive. Like if you go into The Godfather, I know never you haven't seen it yet. I'm not sure how passive of a watcher you can be going into The Godfather, knowing the the amount of lore around it and how many how, the just like the high praise that everybody has for it. You just can't go into it as a passive viewer. You're you're almost like pre predetermined to be an active viewer in cases like that. But yeah. hey, uh, maybe we'll we might return to this. It's actually a pretty good conversation. Uh, it's a it's a good topic that <laughs> might warrant its own its own podcast one day but for now let's get into the main topic which is ranking uh the reviewed movies of the cinemaverse podcast so far and uh to make it like a to make it an even number even 15 that is not that is definitely an odd number <laughs> but you know what i mean just to make it kind of like that round number of 15 i added in uh of the uh tournament style podcast that we do march madness bracket style podcast i added in three or four of those winners uh all of the ones that nebby's seen pretty much now nebby when it comes to just normal reviews you have been a part of every single review podcast right i'm pretty sure we have done 12 so far now we've done all of the harry potters which I, I realized as I was putting this together, Harry Potter takes up like 56% of the list. This this podcast is kind of serving a dual purpose. This will also be our, our conclusion pretty much to the Harry Potter uh, series that we did a while back, which audio listeners, you can go back to YouTube to check that out. But uh, this is also kind of serving as that because we never did our final rankings. Uh, we never uh, did that all together or we never revisited it. So kind of a dual purpose there. But we did all the Harry Potters, and we have also reviewed Goodfellas, in which we, we had a whole month of Goodfellas, pretty long conversation. Rashomon, there were two episodes on that, uh, uh, podcast 18 and 19. The Disaster Artist, podcast 14 and 15. And we the first ever movie review that we did is the one, the only, The Room. Uh, that's podcast 13. On top of that, uh, we I brought in three of our tournament winners in Spider-Man Far From Home, which won the Spider-Man tournament uh, brackets in episode two all the way back, maybe like July of 2020. And then two of our winners from our most rewatchable podcast, which was originally a tie. Uh, to clarify, Rush Hour like officially won it, but I brought in both Rush Hour and The Big Lebowski uh, because Nebby's seen it. And I decided to omit uh, the winner from the 
both of the most entertaining podcasts, uh, which are A Quiet Place and Inglorious Bastards, two pretty good movies that I'm sure would have, uh, at least one of them would have been pretty high on my list. Now, Nebby, how how was it putting together your list with this group, which is, aside from Harry Potter, fairly diverse? Um, to be frank, kind of easy in that have strong opinions on some of these movies. And yeah, I I found it given that we've done at like pretty long we've had long conversations about all of these films, I found it fairly easy to go back and put them all together and rank them. Of course there are some places where I was I wasn't sure if there's should this be higher than that? Should should Rush Hour really be higher than Chamber of Secrets? Should should Rush Hour be lower than all the Harry Potter movies, which is higher? I don't like there's there that was all an example. I don't I don't think I actually had that conversation, but or that thought. Well, I did for two of them actually, with Rush Hour and something else. But we'll get there. But since we've had conversations on all of these, I found it fairly simple to do. Now, yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, I was saying I agree in that, you know, my... <laughs> yeah, I just agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, I mean, we don't really need to have much conversation around them now, just broad, because let's get into our list. Now, at number 15, we can go back and forth. I'll start off for this one. And I... The thing is... I feel like this is an obvious answer for number 15. Like, obvious, both of us should have this at 15. Yeah. But thinking back to the podcast, I remember the way that you were speaking of this movie was not, like, at the lowest of levels that it probably should be spoken about, where I think you were looking at it as a bad movie and you got enjoyment out of it. Of course, I also got enjoyment out of that. But it depends on how you're ranking them, just out of enjoyment or just, like, quality wise and for me it's kind of a bit of both i i did a bit of enjoyment you know preference quality you know it's a, it's a list but i mean <laughs> at 15 i have the room uh what do you have at 15 nevi well it's like if i was gonna rate it off enjoyment just you know i'll probably even rank it higher than the big lebowski in my opinion but i i read it as just a movie and you know maybe i had this far pretext because like i knew what it was supposed to be oh i knew what people saw it as and then i you know i think everybody at this point everybody knows what the room is before going into the room uh i have i have really been urging to rewatch this with some friends though Uh, it's been like it's been months maybe like eight months now since we since we saw this i'm i'm I would like to rewatch the room with some friends. Now, yeah. you have the room at at fifteen, too. Yeah. Okay. So that I felt that no, was the obvious. Now, from here, I expect our list to diverge a great amount. Now, you go ahead and give your fourteen. I had a really hard time with this, Frank. And are uh, you ready for it? Yeah. I'm gonna say. I like this movie, but I'm just going to say Rashomon. Rashomon? Wow. Okay. It was good, though. That is an interesting choice because I think this might be, like, amongst the film snobs, you would be destroyed for having Rashomon that low. It's not. Uh, I mean, it's it's like, it's just genuinely regarded as just an all-time great movie. It would be a bad thing. Like, the film industry if this movie was hot because that shows that we didn't improve as a society and as a film community that's that's interesting that's an interesting point like comparing Rashomon to current day stuff now quality wise I feel that's low I just like you said like you like the movie I want like just for a notice I think I like I I just like enjoy every single movie that we're going to talk about today I feel like at least the first time I watched it, I enjoyed all of them. I think from this point on, from 14 on, all the movies are at least watchable. Like, I can rewatch them and I'll find some sort of enjoyment out of them. Actually, I guess all of them are like watchable because even 15 is watchable. Even The Room is. But I guess what I'm trying to say is all of the movies from 14 to 1 
are average to above average to great to amazing <coughs> now at 14 nebby <laughs> please don't please don't kill me for this one i have harry potter and the philosopher's stone or uh, that's not bad that's not bad because yeah <coughs> i think the big thing that had me put it this low is the the, the pacing of the first one because i went back to it not too long ago and i found myself almost falling asleep throughout like throughout the first third well after we leave uh harry potter with uh, his family or his surrogate family about 50 minutes from there to the climax i almost fell asleep <laughs> it's That's absolutely insane bro. It, it's me, it's pretty it's, it's a good movie it's a good movie it's just not <laughs> as it, it, it's there's a lot of variance right here I, I realized for once again good movie mm -hmm. well i guess I'll, i would say average movie i maybe good i would have to rewatch it again since really get that but i think it is at 14 on my list and actually i'll, I'll go again we're gonna go into back and forth and like a zigzag kind of order now this was difficult on which one of these should be lower because they're both Harry Potter movies. And at 13, I have I think what we had said as the lowest in the in the original uh series is Order of the Phoenix which I can it's just I find Order of the Phoenix to be the most forgettable aside from the ending. I I I just don't remember much. Phoenix. Now, Nevi. Absolutely outrageous. Nevi. Outrageous. Yeah, what is your thirteen? From the Harry Potter community is bigger than in the entire film community. Straight up, I. Uh, I must disagree. <laughs> I will... Given that the Harry Potter community is probably a part of the film community. <laughs> It's got like a bit of an overlap there. No, the Harry Potter got, you know, books too. Oh, you just they, mean like Harry Potter? I thought, okay. I mean... Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe, in the movie, I mean, everybody... Most people like films. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. But Order of the Phoenix, it's... It's just low down for me. It's the it's the least rewatchable of them to me too. Even with Philosopher's Stone being unbearably boring. Order of the Phoenix also, you know, it cuts back on... Uh, his surrogate family time, or I'm gonna call him surrogate family because I can remember their names. Is it Dudley's? I don't know. Dudley, yeah. Yeah, oh, they no, don't. Um, that, that's, that's one of the. Aside from a certain film that is coming up in like a very long time, I think that the absence of them like really hurts this one. Now, Nebby, what's your 13? Very weird take. Um, you know, I, I just thought of this idea like this point, you know. You know in Marvel movies, maybe the reason I just don't like them is because they always make jokes. And it's like, it's never like you're in a base in a world like Harry Potter. Man, that's not the point of this interview. I mean, uh, podcast. Okay, that's that's something that I'm just not even going to comment on because I, I'll comment quickly because Marvel's jokes. Okay, so do you, do you know who uh, Seth Rogen is? Yep. Alright, Seth Rogen said that Marvel movies have pretty much taken the place of comedies nowadays where, you know, in the early 2000s, uh, mid, or the 2000 early 2010s, you had like the big comedies, you had the super bads of the world, you had the this is the end, right? You had the 22, 21 jump streets. And as those began to decline, uh, you remember Nathan Zed had made a video on this, uh, the, the Marvel universe started to, you know, incline, <laughs> increase, and it's the Mar marvel take has taken the place as like the major place where people go to get comedy and i think that's one of the reasons why it is so successful because it is pretty lightweight at times it's something where you can go in get the action get the comedy you'll leave and you'll it will stick in your mind for a little bit uh, it's not as impactful as some other movies uh well some of them are but it, i think that the comedy is a necessary part of marvel movies and i i personally like it I don't know, but for the, that's that's everything they do. They do it in every movie, and you know people are making the distinction between DC and Marvel, as in DC being more serious and 
that's one thing I appreciate. Which one is more successful, though? Well, which one has been around longer? Actually, I, I mean, well, technically, I mean, DC's been around since yeah. like that. Yeah. So. I mean, I, might, I like the Dark Knight movies a lot and, more than probably any Marvel movie, except for Infinity War, maybe. I'll say that for the last two. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Batman Begins. I think it's okay. The Dark Knight is just, you know, it, you, the Dark Knight is the Dark Knight. I don't need to say anything like that. Dark Knight Rises, I think, is a bit underrated. I enjoy it. I, I think it's up there. Uh, you know my love for Thor Ragnarok, Infinity War, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvel has put out some great products. We have a whole bunch of content about Marvel. Let's get back to the list. Uh, we'll, uh, go ahead, Nebby. What's your number 13? My number 13. This is a hard one, bro. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to have to do it. Probably this one, to be honest. The Big Lebowski. I I said it. I Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I remember you say you didn't, like, love it. Like, you you, you like the movie, so. Or you can. You just saw it as good. I, I I expected this. I expected it to be low on your list. What I am a bit worried about is that <laughs> your entire top eight is all Harry Potter movies. No, I'm a bit no, worried no. about that. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, exactly. all right. What's your uh, what's your number twelve? My number twelve at this point is damn. It's really hard. I don't know which one it should be. See, you're starting to contradict the point you made earlier about this list being super easy. No, but you, when you see, like, what is, what is between, because right now it's between, to be honest, the first oh, and second. Yeah, okay, I think I, I get what you're saying, where it's like, I think placement-wise, it's like, if you were making a tier list, it would have been very easy. But to, like, is it is this one better than this? Like, one and two, like, two movies that are paired together. You don't know which one to put over the other. In that sense, it's hard. But, like, in the overall scheme of, like, placement, I don't think it's that hard. Okay. Number so, 12, boy. Nebby. I'm going to say Harry Potter. Oh. And the... Oh, what is it called? Um... <laughs> I'm Chamber of Secrets, but I just did Chamber of Secrets? Wow. I I was genuinely worried that you, all, all Harry Potter would be in the top eight. But uh, I see that you've humbled yourself. Why why, why Chamber of Secrets at the very bottom? At the very bottom. Oh, or like <laughs> at, at the, like at the bottom of your Harry Potter list, I guess. Um, I mean, I, really, I, like, I like the movie. I like all of them. But what's really between the first Harry Potter and the second Harry Potter one? Mm. And I just don't, I can't recall as much like things I could like really take away from the second one, you know. I guess there was, you know, the great Quidditch. Show. I don't even know if there was Quidditch in that movie. No, this is I where like know. the first big Quidditch match happened. Yeah, man. Compared to the first one with Dursley's Hagrid introduction. Oh my. Dumbledore. All right. No, I mean, I'm intrigued to see what you have, Philosopher's Stone. So for me at number 12, I have. Something uh, a movie that we've talked a great deal about because we've done so many Marvel podcasts in Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, I, I, not to get too repetitive because I always say this: Far From Home is so low, or not. I said twelve because when I did rewatch it, I just didn't find it that interesting. And since rewatching it, I rewatched Homecoming afterwards. Homecoming, I think, is exponentially better. Homecoming, I think, is a genuinely great marvel movie in a just a good movie movie uh and far from home is a, a great like it was good in the moment leaving it i thought it was i i personally put it as like, my favorite after leaving the theaters rewatching it not as great but it's still pretty good now at 11 my good oh oh no okay i'm gonna let you go to number 11 real quick because i have made a technical error right i maybe for me, I'm gonna say. Man, I actually have a face in between two movies, but I'm gonna say it is. The thing is, I'm gonna say one. Okay, I'm gonna say one that I would rather we watch and enjoy. You know, okay, based off that, I'm gonna say Goodfellas, bro. Damn, I. <sighs> this is just so hard for me, bro. Cause I, yeah, yeah, give me. Okay, so 
I was going to do a whole bit where I just like, I, I, I pretend as if I was going to mute you and pretend like you weren't here. But then I remember this is going to be an audio podcast too. Yeah. This man just put Goodfellas to number 11. Yeah, you know what? I'm like, I, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I like it. I, I like it. I mean, but yeah, we, we've already said we like all these, but Goodfellas at 11. That is, that's an interesting choice. Now, what I, I remember saying towards the end of the Goodfellas podcast, which uh, if I'm not mistaken, was like six or seven hours in total. It, I That is six or seven hours. We talked about Goodfellas for six or seven hours. I had th- that much to say about Goodfellas. And the Harry Potter in total was about six or seven hours. Now, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that all of Harry Potter is worse than Goodfellas. I, 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 that's, that's a difficult claim to make. But... And also, we did Goodfellas much later in our podcasting career. And, you know, I, I had Harry Potter was kind of an on-the-spot thing that we did. So there wasn't as much prep that went into Harry Potter than Goodfellas. But just that statistic should, like, just let you know how absurd this placement is. Goodfellas at number 11. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, number one. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll reflect at the end. I see. Okay. Uh, but I found my number 11. I had, I had for some reason written order of the Phoenix again here, but at number 11, I have half blood Prince. Uh, my, I, just, I like the adventure aspect. That was the half blood Prince, uh, right before the deathly hollows. It's often like really overlooked, but it's, I definitely wouldn't say it's like as great as the others. The, the spoilers, uh, if you want to skip this spoiler for some reason, if you have not seen Harry Potter, go ahead and skip like 20 seconds of the future. The old Dumbledore's death thing, I think that's one of the greatest sequences in any Harry Potter movie. Finally, uh, yeah, but uh, it's, once again, it's, it's a difficult choice to make. Like, I'm putting this at 11, but I like it a lot. <laughs> And now at number 10, I have Chamber of Secrets. And this was another one where it was just super, it was super hard. What do you mean? Whoa. Yeah, it was, it was super, super duper hard between Chamber of Secrets and Half-Blood Prince. I wasn't sure which one to put back and forth. And this is one of those cases where this is for now. Like this could change at any given moment. But for now, I'm putting Chamber of Secrets above Half-Blood Prince for the sole reason that when, like, the sequencing of it. Because last time I watched Harry Potter, I binged it all, right? Watching Chamber of Secrets after Philosopher's Stone, to me, it was, like, a a big relief. Because Philosopher's Stone, I found almost, not unbearably, but I found it very boring. Or it I found it to drag on. I found it to drag. I'm gonna stop saying boring because I, boring is just not the right word. I found it to drag on. Chamber of Secrets, I think, is much better paced. Uh, you get to like I I love second entries, like I the, the Dark Knight. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna get killed for saying this. I kind of like Thor: The Dark World. I like Guardians of the Galaxy too. I like all these movies where you know the characters and now you can go in and just be with them and you know their characteristics. You know everything about them. You get to go in, and I I like that aspect of Chambers. I like that aspect aspect like of a sequels? lot of sequels. Yeah, I like I love sequels. I, I that's why I was very surprised that when I went back to Far From Home, I didn't like it as much. But I, sequels are probably like my favorite things, man. Hmm. Do you not like sequels, Nevi? No, I mean usually you know people are like, don't make a sequel of this classic. Which I understand. No, 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 no. People say don't make remakes. Oh, you right. Now right. nobody. Very few people say don't make sequels. People might say don't make sequels to like old movies, like uh, the new Coming to America. The original Coming to America came out in the 1980s. The new Coming to America came out in 2021. Now the new one is not a bad movie. It's it's a it's a M movie. I mean, went back to Africa. Yeah, but uh, it was it's. And even then, that's technically a sequel, but essentially it's a remake. It's it's nowhere 
it's a direct follow-up, but given that much time, it's barely a sequel anymore. That's kind of what they mean. But or you know, just like remaking. Uh, what remakes did they have? They made action. Nebby? I can't think of any for some reason. Remakes. Hmm. Ghostbusters. Asbestos. I said Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, the Ghostbusters remake, like that kind of stuff. They don't want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Nebby. Um, <laughs> what is your number ten? Number 10 is, uh, oh, this is very, actually very difficult. Dang, how did it get to this point so quickly? Alright, um, for me, my number 10 is gonna be, I'm gonna say Spider-Man Far From Home. And okay. it was a great movie, in my opinion. You know, actually, I didn't like Edmonds to others, to be honest. I didn't like, you know, the... To be honest, I only like one scene where Spider-Man was crying at the end. And that's pretty much it for me. You only liked or you didn't no, like? That was probably my favorite part. I mean, I didn't really care for, you know, the Zendaya and Holland. I still... Nebby, you have some very unique takes. Like, I, you're one of the few people that I've, say, that I've heard say that you don't like this Zendaya uh, Tom Holland relationship. Like once again, far from home, a bit lower on the list, but I mean I think they have good chemistry and I think they, they do it's a, I, I like the relationship. I don't know, this feels weird. Are you are you excited for the new Spider Man movie? Oh I heard if it's you know gonna be a whole crossover thing, of course I'm gonna be super all right. Uh now number nine. Alrighty, let's see. I just said Spider-Man, so for the next one, I'm going to say, um, what was it? I already said Goodfellas, so I'm going to say The Disaster Artist. Well, wait, what's, what's the third Harry Potter movie? Uh, that is Prisoner of Azkaban. Is that the one with uh, Sirius uh, Black? No, yeah. Yeah, that is like, that's like the, yeah, the one where with Sirius Black is introduced. The one with the trains, the bus scene. Yeah, I'm gonna say this as the artist. Now, that is actually now that's surprising to me. The disaster artist is slow. You, you you really like the disaster artist. You, wait, 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 wait. you said actually, the disaster artist is better than. Well, I don't think you you like this movie, but you said it's better than Gone Girl, which I believe is a pretty great movie. You said the disaster oh, artist. I can't believe. Well, you're putting Harry Potter up against everything, bro. Why you have to do this in the happening? <laughs> Hey, that is true. I know how much of a big Harry Potter fan you are. I mean, even me, Harry Potter is fairly high up. So, or with well, some Harry Potters. But, uh, let, let me, let me, can I switch it out there? Actually, I might want to switch it out. Which one? Um, with Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix. Okay, Order of the Phoenix. I see you've come what to your happened sense. Order of Phoenix? I don't That's know. what I'm saying. It's the least memorable to me. That's the one where at the end, um, uh, there was there. That's the one with the battle between Dumbledore and. Uh, oh. That's like that's the thing. I think the ending is great. Everything else, not that that great. <laughs> no, I'm starting to remember more and more. But let's not let's not go. Yeah, to I'll be, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Order of the Phoenix. Uh, what is my my number nine? Is it might shock you actually. Because I have Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part two. Actually, not part one. I thought yeah. I was going to get a big reaction because I know you loved it, part two. Okay. Weird opinions, in my opinion. See, that's the thing. I feel my opinions are usually closer to just the general consensus, or usually, like, they usually are, which is weird to you because your opinions are quite frankly just out there <laughs> like, no. like you are putting goodfellas at number 11 on any list is, is just out there <laughs> for most people so uh that's what my my opinions look weird to you because your opinions are just weird to everybody else <laughs> but uh but they're respectable they're respectable uh that's why i like having you on the podcast you you have you bring insight now at number eight, we're actually starting to get into the, the higher-ups now, because yeah, this is the halfway point. At number eight, 
is well actually i have the disaster artist at eight and I, i'm starting to think do you also have the disaster artist at eight maybe do, do you <laughs> yeah uh, okay so uh we have two matches now with the disaster artist and the room now you can go back to we, we did two podcasts on the disaster artist what is that number podcast 14 and 15 they're on youtube if you want to go back get more of our in-depth thoughts so it was a very enjoyable film uh, especially after watching the room now i still am saying i want to get the perspective of somebody that's never seen the room on the disaster artist i just i'm not sure how how to approach it if you've never seen the room because i think the disaster artist in and of itself is just a good movie it's like a good friendship film or like a, like aspirations like it's like hope like uh how, how do you go along your career like the mythos of hollywood all of that i think it does all that pretty well and it's a funny film and it's at number eight which is pretty good but there are seven films that both of us think are better than it it's also like knowing about the lower and about the person who made it and everything yeah tommy was <laughs> That, he is an interesting character, and uh, we posed this question in the in, both in the room and the disaster artist. But where in the hell did that six million dollars that paid for the room come from? I think we will just never know. And I have another question that I think people might want to from question they might want to put in the comments. What is Tommy Lazo doing right now? What that is, is a good question. What is he up to? Has he made a movie since the room? Well, I know he has. He's made a few. But has he made a good movie? Well, aside from The Room, obviously. The Room is just amazing. Uh, but, Nebs, you're number seven. Um, why did I just close my notebook? My number seven, if you didn't know, is... That was the sound of a notebook. Um... I don't want to have to do this bad. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Hmm. What is the What is the fourth Harry Potter movie? That is Goblet of Fire, the tournament one. Uh, what is the uh, Harry Potter in the house? Hmm. Okay, you know. There's the third one. What is the third one? Order of Phoenix. I already said that. The uh, third one is uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. We what? are really. What? Nebby, just, uh, Nebby, just say what your number seven is. You just, just, just say. It. I don't know if it's true though. What, what happened in the first Harry Potter? Uh, in the half of the uh, part one. Uh, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows, part one. Yeah. Well, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I remember at the beginning of that one. That's the one where we start off with uh, Hermione erasing her parents' mind, and then. They just throughout the thing they're just going on that the journey they're going out to find the uh the whatchamacallums the uh what was like thing i had uh spoiler once again skip forward uh this is the one where dobby died is it dobby yeah oh, yeah dobby died uh i'm pretty sure they got in prison in this one this is where the bank it's either this one or the next one where the bank stuff happens yeah this one uh, yeah, yeah I Oh, and this is where uh, Voldemort finds the. Uh, yeah, the, and this uh, is the one where uh, where Ron is being a bit of a of a b word. <laughs> Ron yeah. is being kind of moody. I think he was and on then, his like, period. The story of like the yeah, the Deathly Hallows, really. Yeah, yeah, that so, is. Uh, that I is hate the, this one, the, the first one. Even though I really like this movie, and I don't, I don't know if this is one hundred percent my opinion on it. I'd say the 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 part one is what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Now, if you, I mean to get. Maybe like twenty percent more of his opinion. You can go back to the podcast for Deathly Hollows Part One. Yeah. Uh, that's probably podcast thirty-five. Now, looking at this, like, of course the ordering is different, but for the most part, aside from I think you have the Big Lebowski and I have uh, Half Blood Prince, we ha we have pretty much the same movies. And especially now that I say at number seven, Rashomon, uh, which once again, you can go back to the podcast if you want to hear more about it, episodes 18 and 19, but 
Rashomon is like it's a deep film. It's yeah enjoyable. No, no, like you would have, but don't it's, even look at it and like what it is like for yeah. time at this like, time. Just even even watching it, what like what do we say? It was eighty years after it was made. I think mm-hmm. it was very enjoyable as we watched it. Now we did say Rashomon's pacing. It's not necessarily bad, but it does make make it feel super long. One of the reasons why we chose to watch Rashomon rather than another Kira Kurosawa film like Seven Samurai is because it's only 90 minutes, right? Rather than, whereas other Kurosawa films are like freaking three hours and 30 minutes long. But either way, Rashomon felt like it was three hours. And that that goes in with a lot of things. It was packing in so much on the, just like the deepness level. What is truth? All of that. It was packing in a lot about uh, Japan after World War II. It was packing in a lot. So it might've felt longer, but even just pacing wise, there were like a whole five minutes where we just followed a guy walking. I personally, for some reason, found that very, very interesting. Nobody else did, but it's, it's a great movie. I definitely think people should watch it. Uh, if you're scared of black and white films, and if you're scared, this actually goes two levels deep, actually. I just realized that if people don't want to watch, if they don't want to read subtitles and if they don't like black and white, they're going to have to get over two humps. But uh, it's a good watch. And uh, even though he has it at 14, I think Nebby liked it too. If we, So now we're getting into number six. Okay, we're up there now. At six, I think this actually might make it official depending on what your number six is, uh, meaning that we have all the same like 15 to 6 and our top 5 are all the same films too. I have The Big Lebowski, which I think is one of the funniest movies of all time. Uh and it is a great movie to rewatch. That's why we um, we're taking it from the rewatchables. A lot has been said about The Big Lebowski. It is just a hilarious film. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like in 7th grade. I remember it, it it's weird. I don't think anybody likes it. Like, no, nobody like thinks it's like amazing on a first watch, or very few people do. Nevi, I know you've only seen it once. I promise you, once you rewatch it, it will get better with time. Why? That's why. I don't know. Uh, my next movie, you looking for? Yeah. Six, six, six out of fifteen. Is- we headed into that territory, Rush Hour. Wow. I wasn't sure where Rush Hour was going to fall on your list. It's, I, I really had no idea where you're going to put Rush Hour, but six, I think, is pre- a pretty good placement for Rush Hour. Uh, no, what's I'm number probably f- underrating it, to be frank. Underrating or overrating? Underrating. Maybe, 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 but uh, what about it, I mean, what else I would pit over it. Okay, what, what no, do you have at number five? What do you have at five? I, I have the um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Now, that is low in my estimation, really, but, uh, very low in my estimation, but uh, oh, hey. Wait, what, know, do you have, what do you have at solo? Is it is it the time travel stuff? Huh? This is the one where they did the time traveling. And I know, I know you don't you don't like your more movies <laughs> time travel. Yeah. I do not. I'm not a big fan. Of it. But uh, this one might be one of the only movies where time travel I have no problem with. It's perfect to be honest. That's crazy because um, like I feel this is one of the ones with like the biggest flaws in the time traveling. Like what? No. she has the, the the she does the time traveling with the the necklace thing, right? What's it called? Or like yeah. the, the stopwatch. Like it's, a, it's like the whole idea of she if she had that all or if that exists why not use it more it's like uh i know there are reasons for this and fairly good reason like concrete reasons which i think uh uh the film theorist or film whatever the channel is called they made a video about it a while back which uh-huh. kind of answers it uh it, i don't even think it's a theory quite frankly i think it's just a fact but uh uh when it comes to lord of the rings it's like the whole eagles at the end thing where why not use them the entire time? It's kind of like that same oh, parallel. Was like, if you had this time travel thing, why don't you just use it all along? And that's what yeah. happens with a lot of stuff. It's like now that the MCU has time travel, why don't you just use that all the time? But or like since they have like other superheroes, like why don't they just come? Or something? Yeah, yeah. But that's that's just the 
general problem or like a general issue that comes up that kind of goes into like you need to suspend some of your disbelief in order to truly enjoy this no i just like tell myself that it's destroyed once you use it (laughs) it's not there anymore all right man you tell yourself what you got to tell yourself i wait i write that in the line somewhere at number five i have deathly hollows part two which is a great conclusion a great final battle a lot about it is great uh i'm sure i have flaws with it i think that looking back at our harry potter thing as i said it was more of an on the spot thing i think we really i think we as we went on because we all recorded in one sitting right Mm -hmm. we genuinely like went from we got easier with the scoring as we went (laughs) So by the time we got to Deathly House, we were just giving it tens for every single category. <laughs> and like I, I was looking back, I looked even like Prisoner of Azkaban, right? It was at number uh it was the third film, right? So we were being a bit more harsh on it, but I, I was I, I was listening back. I was really pushing for us to give it higher scores, but we we just got higher even Deathly House part one, we gave pretty high scores, and you can see by our placements, we don't think it's at that great. Like we think it's pretty great but like not like as high as we gave it and i'll get like uh later on at the end i will get, say what we have given the score to every one of the and how it's ranked so far just in general but i realized that we just gave it higher and higher scores and it's not well, it's not necessarily the most accurate score that we gave it and we might need to revisit that at some point in the future mm-hmm. now well, at number four now this like genuinely broke my heart because I, like as you said about it's like very hard to place this because it's like personal preference this is one of my favorite films ever i've rewatched it the most but then again like quality wise i'm not sure if it's like it's great i'm not sure if it's above the rest and i had to i had to bring myself down to put rush hour at number four one just as a classic like it's, it's a classic man i'm not I'm, i can't even i don't even need to say anymore it's a it's an amazing film. It's one of the funniest, and also, well, I'll, I'll I'll get into more of my reason as to why I have it at four instead of three. Once I say my number three, Nebby, what's your number four? My number four is hmm. It's really between two, to be frank. Wait, what number four already? No, we we have been. It 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 goes quickly now. No, I think I'm at number three though. Whoa. Did you skip something? No, I said the first two Harry Potters, The Room, Rashomon, The Big Lebowski, Goodfellas, Spider-Man, The Disaster Artist, uh, Order of the Phoenix, Part 1 of Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows, and... All right, so quick change. I'm not sure if you said it earlier, but uh, at number 11, uh, Nebby is going to put The Philosopher's Stone, the original Harry Potter film. And that moves everything up, uh, everything else up one. So Goodfellas is now at 10, Far From Home at 9, Order of the Phoenix at 8, The Disaster Artist is 7, Deathly Hollows Part 1 at 6, Rush Hour at 5, Prisoner of Azkaban at 4. And at this point, we're just getting Nebby's Harry Potter rankings. So, Nebby, what's your number three? My number three is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. No, you said that. Great movie. You said Order of the Phoenix. I said the Order of the... Uh, you said oh, I mean Goblet of Fire. Fire. <laughs> uh, Goblet okay. of Fire. At Goblet of Fire. That is a great movie. And guess what? It is also my number three. Oh. I, I think it's the tournament style of Goblet of Fire that I just love. I love tournament movies. I just love tournaments. We do tournaments on this podcast. There's just something about that competition that brings like just entertainment in and of itself. And now I can say the reason why I have Goblet of Fire over Rush Hour is because I have Goblet of Fire in my top two Harry Potter movies. And it's maybe my favorite Harry Potter movie, but Rush Hour, this is like, this is like a very technical, uh, it's a technicality. It's not that, that good of a reason either, but just Rush Hour, I'm not even sure if Rush Hour 1 is my favorite of the three Rush Hours. I love Rush Hour 3. I love Rush Hour 2. I love all three of the movies. Rush Hour 3 and Rush Hour 2 might be... One of those two might be my favorite. 
but I know for sure Goblet of Fire is my favorite Harry Potter movie, or at least second favorite, mm-hmm. which is a very weird wow. reason, but that's why I put it over. Now, yeah, it is. well, I might as well just say in my number two, which is Prisoner of Azkaban, which uh, is amazing, amazing film. We, I think that's one of the longer Harry Potter podcasts we did. Just go back and listen to our Prisoner of Azkaban episode, episode 29. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Just an amazing movie. Well-directed. Uh, time travel stuff. I never really cared like a whole bunch about that like, unless it's like a glaring obvious <laughs> plot hole I just, I just let it be i like i just like the concept of time travel and i i'm i'm willing to just kind of let it be uh going back to our active passive thing i guess i'm a bit more passive on that front <laughs> but uh what's your number two number two is one of the most beautiful well put together movies of all time because You'll see, I'm not going to say it first now, Half-Blood Prince. This, the ending is great, we all know that. But I think yeah. one thing you might overlook is the relationship that goes a lot deeper, not only with Harry and Hagrid, and like Harry and a lot of more of his professors, mm-hmm. but Harry and his friends, Ron and Hermione. Mm-hmm. They go on like these little like fun stuff. They go to the dance, I'm pretty sure it was in this movie, but they also, you know, and then Harry's working with the potions. And then also with Sirius Black, he becomes really, really prominent. He was already big, big. His, his whole story you learned about Harry's background, this movie was just great all around. And I want to say thank you, J.K. Rowling, for producing this. <laughs> hey man, thank you, J.K. Rowling. Despite any other remarks that you have made, you are a gem to humanity. Now, uh, once again, I think it's a good movie. I think the ending is the best part. I don't think the rest is as great as the ending. The ending like just leaves you with like a punch. We had we had the payoff category there. I think Half Blood Prince is pretty high up because I gave it such a high payoff score. But uh, well, I guess at this point we know what our number ones are. For you, it is Deathly Hallows Part Two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Which uh, Nebby, genuine question: Is Deathly Hallows Part Two the best movie going experience that you've ever had? Like, like, or did you go? Did you see it in the movie theaters? I don't think I did. No. Oh, I thought you did. Huh. Nah. Well, I guess it did but come I out back. I saw it on DVD, like, and it was when oh. it, it was when it first came out, though. Like, it was because super big. How big of a of a year? Or okay, when you saw, is that like the best movie watching experience you've ever had, or is is it up there for you at least? Because the way you speak of Deathly Hallows Part Two as like a conclusion, I think you you. Personally, probably think it's better than Endgame, right? Yeah, definitely better than Endgame. Uh, this this might be a difficult question. I I personally know the answer. Do you think it's better than Return of the King? How dare you ask me that question? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you mean how dare you in like a easy? It's like that easy or like no, that hard? I oh. Choose between two. <laughs> two of the greatest stories ever told. But I personally think it's like. Well, given that I put Deathly Hallows Part 2 at number 5 here, I think it's like a pretty big gap between the two. I put Return of the King much higher. You know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it. No, just for, for me specifically, though, because yeah, yeah, of course. the bigger part of my life. Yeah. Like, but, uh, well, my number one is Goodfellas, which we spoke for seven hours about, so you can go back yeah. and check out That's any of great. those four. I, I, well, yeah. okay. Before I get in, I'll, I'll get in a bit more into my number one good or what I was going to say. Now, I went ahead and kind of put it into tiers or like what I think the tiers would be like of the films. And for me, and these are random, like naming wise, at 15, it's just like as a piece of movie, it's, it's utter shit. <laughs> it's enjoyable. It is very fun to watch, but it's not well made. At uh, number 13 and 14, uh, The Room. The Room is not that good. Oh. The Room yeah. is not a good film. It's every single decision that is made is the wrong decision, yeah. which is hard to do, but it's hilarious. It's enjoyable. Not good, though. It's utter shit. Now, oh. number 14 and 13, I think, are watchable. 
Well, my number 14 and 13, the Philosopher's Stone and Order of the Phoenix, not your number 14 and 13. The Philosopher's Stone and Order of the Phoenix are watchable, pot, average to below average films. Now, I think 12 to 10, Far From Home, Half-Blood Prince, and Chamber of Secrets are all like fine, average, maybe good movies, like C-plus movies, maybe C-plus, B-minus movies. Now, number 9 to 5 which is Deathly Hallows Part 1, that is Asked the Artist, Rashomon, The Big Lebowski, and Deathly Hallows Part 2, I think are movies that I enjoy, I think are great. These are B, B+, plus, maybe A- minus movies, right? I think Deathly Hallows might go into the next category, actually. Well, yeah, I'll take Deathly Hallows Part 2 off of that category and move it into the next category, which is Deathly Hallows Part 2, Rush Hour, and Goblet of Fire, which are some of my personal favorites, but not necessarily in the next category, which I think Prisoner of Azkaban and Goodfellas are two of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Like these are just some of the best put together, all-time great, life-changing. Life-changing might be a bit of a stretch, but just amazing films that I've ever seen. Now, I want to focus on that last part. Like all-time great. Do you think any of these films would land on your all-time great list? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, to be honest, I won't say any of the non hate Potter movies for me. <laughs> yeah. Probably laying down. I mean, maybe uh, Rush Hour. Maybe. Rush, yeah, like Rush Hour, I think, is one of my personal favorites. I think that might be just in my top 10 favorite films ever. But oh. I know that it's like just technically, it's not the greatest like movie put together. Yeah, like, but it's an amazing watch. It's entertaining and it's rewatchable. What yeah, more could you ask? I just, I'm not really a big fan of. I mean, you showed me a lot of movies that I like. I'm glad I've seen. Yeah, that's a new perspective. But I feel like a lot of these movies are like they're movies for critics. I feel like critics are the ones to you know really say you know Goodfellas and Rashomon, but no, you know, they have to no. Like I, I, okay, I will say Rashomon maybe. Not necessarily critics, but just like film snobs. We'll say Rashomon because they're just like, okay, oh my gosh, Akira Kurosawa made this. Oh, he's such a great director. I gotta like this movie. So I like it. This, you gotta go check. Like, I get it. That I can understand. Goodfellas, I think is a genuinely enjoyable, all time great in general. Like you, you, you know, IMDb is usually the rating of like, what do the general audiences rather than the critics think? IMDb puts Goodfellas in like the top 20. It is just genuinely great. I think you just need to rewatch it. I feel like the fact that you, the first time you watched it, we had a seven hour conversation might have diminished it for you because we talked about it for so much. You might have gotten tired of it. Give it like a few more months and then rewatch it. There's no way you still think it's this low, though. <laughs> now, recapping our list, Neb's from 15 to 1. He has The Room at 15, Rashomon at 14, The Big Lebowski at 13, Chamber of Secrets at 12, Philosopher's Stone at 11, Goodfellas at 10, Far From Home at 9, Order of the Phoenix at number 8, The Disaster Artist at number 7, Deathly Hollows Part 1 at number 6, Rush Hour at number 5, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban at number 4, Goblet of Fire at number 3, Harry Potter in the Half-Blood Prince at number two. And at this point, since it's just a Harry Potter list, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two at number one. Yeah. Personally, Yabanek, your host, has 15, The Room, 14, The Philosopher's Stone, 13, Order of the Phoenix, 12, Spider-Man Far From Home, 11, Half-Blood Prince, 10, Chamber of Secrets, 9, Deathly Hallows part one. 8, The Disaster Artist, 7, Rashomon, 6, The Big Lebowski, at number 5, Deathly Hallows Part 2, at number 4, Rush Hour, at number 3, Goblet of Fire, at number 2, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and at number 1, Goodfellas. Now, Nebi, before we head off, this is the rating that we have for the 12 movies that we have done, like, reviews for. Uh... The ranking that we have is The Room at number 12, Sorcerer's Stone, or The Room at number 12 with a 30.3% Cinemaverse score, which is, I, in my estimation, kind of high. And at number 
11, we have Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and with 70.6. Now, Nevi, yeah. I wanted to get your perspective on the bottom three. Um, or not even the bottom three. No, the bottom two, Chamber of Secrets and Sorcerer's Stone. I think both of us think those are kind of like the lower down yeah. of, of Harry Potter. I want to get your perspective on Goblet of Fire with our rankings being at 75%. Well, that was a, that that what day, crack yeah. were we smoking? Yeah, I remember like we had a hard time remembering it. Like, we kept talking about it. That and, that uh, might be it. And this might once again, it's like going back to the idea of as we went on, we just gave higher scores. And earlier on, we were being a bit harsher. And Goblet of Fire is only the fourth, so we were being kind of harsh on it. And I think the Goblet of Fire was right before we started giving higher scores. But uh, yeah. moving on. We have a 76.4% for Disaster Artist, a 78.02% for Rashomon, a 79% Cinemaverse score for Order of the Phoenix, a 84% score for Half-Blood Prince. Goodfellas is only sitting here with an 88.8%, which I think is also absurd, especially since Deathly Hallows Part 1 has an 89.4%. Deathly Hallows Part 2 has a 96.2%, which is the highest but what I think is the best Harry Potter film, Prisoner of Azkaban, has a 91.2%, which I'm cool with. Now, yeah. with all of those statistics and names being said, thank you for watching. This has been episode 38 of Cinemaverse Podcast and ranking our reviewed movies and some of the tournament winners. Go check out the podcast on YouTube, uh, Spotify, since this will be the first one posted on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Have a good day.